Let's now look at phrases which concern where things are. Here in French is ici and there is là. So here and there would be? Ici et là. Ici et là, of course. So how would you say, there are a few imperfections here and there, but it's not serious? A few is quelques. Imperfections is a straight transformation, and serious in this sense is grave, G-R-A-V-E. So, there are a few imperfections here and there, but it's not serious. Il y a quelques imperfections ici et là, mais ce n'est pas grave. Yes. Il y a quelques imperfections ici et là, mais ce n'est pas grave. You use similar words to distinguish between near and far in other pairs of words in French. If you specifically want to differentiate between this book and that book, you will say ce livre-ci and ce livre-là. So have a go at this restaurant is excellent, but I was ill after having dinner in that establishment. So bit by bit, this restaurant is excellent. Ce restaurant-ci est excellent. Good. Ce restaurant-ci est excellent. But I was ill. Ill is malade. Mais j'ai été malade. Yes, mais j'ai été malade. Now, the last part of the sentence. After having dinner in that establishment. Instead of after having dinner, say after to have dined. By now, you'll be able to work out establishment. Just think of the disappearing S. As the word for establishment in French is masculine, and it begins with a vowel, you will need to use sit for that. So, after having dinner in that establishment. Après avoir dîné dans cet établissement-là. Oui, après avoir dîné dans cet établissement-là. Après avoir dîné. After to have dined. And the whole sentence now? This restaurant is excellent. But I was ill after having dinner in that establishment. Ce restaurant-ci est excellent. Mais j'ai été malade après avoir dîné dans cet établissement-là. Ce restaurant-ci est excellent. Mais j'ai été malade après avoir dîné dans cet établissement-là. Let's now look at some more opposites which attract. Near is près, P-R-E grave S, and far is loin, L-O-I-N. If it is very near is c'est très près, what about it is very far? C'est très loin. Of course, c'est très loin. What about fairly near? Assez près. Assez près, yes. And fairly far? Assez loin. Assez loin. Good. Now try. The hotel is fairly near the station, but the conference centre is very far. Do you know something? You're doing so well now that I think you only need two little bits of help from me. Near, when it means near to, is près de. And the station, as in a railway station, is une gare. G-A-R-E. So, bit by bit. The hotel is fairly near the station. L'hôtel est assez près de la gare. Oui, l'hôtel est assez près de la gare. But the conference centre is very far. Mais le centre de conférence est très loin. Super, 
mais le centre de conférence est très loin. And all together now, please. The hotel is fairly near the station, but the conference center is very far. L'hôtel est assez près de la gare, mais le centre de conférence est très loin. Yes, l'hôtel est assez près de la gare, mais le centre de conférence est très loin. If you want to be specific about how far away something is, you say c'est à. So, what about it is 10 kilometers away? C'est à 10 kilomètres. Indeed, c'est à 10 kilomètres. And it's two hours away by car? In French, you say in car. C'est à deux heures en voiture. Bien, c'est à deux heures en voiture. Now try, the market is near the church. A market is un marché, M-A-R-C-H-E acute. A church is une église, E acute, G-L-I-S-E. So, the market is near the church would be? Le marché est près de l'église. Great, le marché est près de l'église. And if you wanted to be a bit more ambitious, you'd say, the market finds itself near the church. And this would be? Le marché se trouve près de l'église. Le marché se trouve près de l'église. Excellent. And the café is very far from the supermarket? Le café est très loin du supermarché. That's right. Le café est très loin du supermarché. On the left or to the left is à gauche, G-A-U-C-H-E. And on the right or to the right is à droite, D-R-O-I-T-E. If you are a guide in a museum, you might want to say this, pendant la visite d'un musée. On the left, you can admire a lot of classical art. But on the right, the exhibition is very modern. Let's break that down. The art is l'art. So, on the left, you can admire a lot of classical art. À gauche, vous pouvez admirer beaucoup d'art classique. Good. À gauche, vous pouvez admirer beaucoup d'art classique. An exhibition is not a straight transfer, but fairly close all the same. Une exposition. So, but on the right, the exhibition is very modern. Mais à droite, l'exposition est très moderne. Voilà. Mais à droite, l'exposition est très moderne. So all together now. On the left, you can admire a lot of classical art, but on the right, the exhibition is very modern. À gauche, vous pouvez admirer beaucoup d'art classique, mais à droite, l'exposition est très moderne. Good. À gauche, vous pouvez admirer beaucoup d'art classique, mais à droite, l'exposition est très moderne. Now, to vary it a bit, what about giving directions? Try... Take the first on the left and then turn almost immediately right. The first here stands for the first street. And since street is la rue, it is feminine. First is premier, so the sound will change when you add the feminine e. So, take the first on the left. Prenez la première à gauche. Prenez la première à gauche, yes. To turn is tourner, a regular good guy. And almost is presque. So, and then turn almost immediately right. Et ensuite, 
Tournez presque immédiatement à droite. Mais oui, ensuite, tournez presque immédiatement à droite. So all in one sentence. Take the first on the left and then turn almost immediately right. Prenez la première à gauche et ensuite, tournez presque immédiatement à droite. Merci. Prenez la première à gauche et ensuite, tournez presque immédiatement à droite. Now, in front of is devant, D-E-V-A-N-T, and behind is derrière. I won't spell this one for you because it has definitely filtered into the English language. But in French, it has a grave accent on the second E. So, how about the person in front of me in the queue was French? A person is une personne, and as to a queue, it's guess. Well, of course, English borrowed it from the French. Une queue, which means a tail. Rather nice, I think. Now, one important point. After a preposition, that's to say a word like devant, you don't use me, but moi. Do you remember pour moi, one of the very first phrases you learned in our Michel Thomas course? You'll need to make français agreeable with la personne. So, the person in front of me in the queue was French. La personne devant moi dans la queue était française. Exactement. La personne devant moi dans la queue était française. Well done for making française agreeable with la personne. Now, talking to a friend, what about the person in front of you in the queue was English? English, of course, is anglais. La personne devant toi dans la queue était anglaise. Yes, la personne devant toi dans la queue était anglaise. Him, after a preposition, is lui. So how would you say he has his whole life in front of him? Translate his whole life as all his life. So, he has all his life in front of him. Il a toute sa vie devant lui. Oui, c'est bien d'être optimiste. Il a toute sa vie devant lui. Opposite is en face de, as in facing. So try, the hotel is opposite the station. L'hôtel est en face de la gare. Absolument. L'hôtel est en face de la gare. And she has bought a house exactly opposite. Elle a acheté une maison exactement en face. Exactement, indeed. Elle a acheté une maison exactement en face. Okay, what about under and on? Under, below, is sous, S-O-U-S, and on is sur. So let's try her coat is on the chair. Coat is manteau, M-A-N-T-E-A-U, and a chair is une chaise, C-H-A-I-S-E. You'll find part of that in chaise longue. So, her coat is on the chair. Son manteau est sur la chaise. Quite. Son manteau est sur la chaise. What about careful? The cat is under the chair. Attention, le chat est sous la chaise. Good. Attention, le chat est sous la chaise. Above, on top, is dessus. D-E-S-S-U-S. So now try, his coat is on the chair. So if you put the documents on top, he is certainly going to find them. Let's try it bit by bit. His coat is on the chair. Son manteau est sur la chaise. 
Son manteau est sur la chaise. Yes. So if you put the documents on top, so here will be the same as therefore. Donc. Donc, si vous mettez les documents dessus. Donc, si vous mettez les documents dessus, he is certainly going to find them. Il va certainement les trouver. Yes, il va certainement les trouver. And now bring it all together. His coat is on the chair, so if you put the documents on top, he is certainly going to find them. Son manteau est sur la chaise. Donc, si vous mettez les documents dessus, il va certainement les trouver. Bien, son manteau est sur la chaise. Donc, si vous mettez les documents dessus, il va certainement les trouver. From dessus and dessous, you get a couple of other helpful everyday phrases. Au-dessus de and en dessous de. So if somebody was packing, you might say, put the shirts on top of the rest. A shirt is une chemise and the rest is le reste. So, put the shirts on top of, above, the rest. Mettez les chemises au-dessus du reste. Of course, mettez les chemises au-dessus du reste. The average is la moyenne, M-O-Y-E-N-N-E. And below something is en dessous de quelque chose. So try, this result is below the average. Ce résultat est en dessous de la moyenne. Très bien. Ce résultat est en dessous de la moyenne. But I think that votre progrès is definitely au-dessus de la moyenne. So we can now move on to our next topic. Now that we've seen ways of talking about time and space, let's look at quantities. A basic word to say some or a few is quelque. So, there are a few visitors in the museum would be... Il y a quelques visiteurs dans le musée. Yes, il y a quelques visiteurs dans le musée. But if instead of visitors you're talking about something which you can't count one by one, you use du or de la. So, for I want a coffee, you would say je veux un café. But for I want some coffee, you would say je veux du café. If bread is le pain, how would you say I buy some bread every day? Every day is all the days. J'achète du pain tous les jours. Yes, j'achète du pain tous les jours. And I want some butter with my bread. Butter is le beurre. Je veux du beurre avec mon pain. Quite. Je veux du beurre avec mon pain. Oh, go on. Request some jam as well. Jam is la confiture. So, I want some butter and some jam with my bread. Je veux du beurre et de la confiture avec mon pain. Good. Je veux du beurre et de la confiture avec mon pain. Now, if you don't want to repeat du beurre or de la confiture, you use en, en. It's used to replace words introduced by de, that is to say, of it, from it, some of it, any of it. En goes before the verb, so I want some, I want some of it is... J'en veux. Bien, j'en veux. This en is wonderfully handy. If I need is j'ai besoin de, and therefore I need the book is j'ai besoin du livre, how would you say I need it? 
J'en ai besoin. Exactly. J'en ai besoin. And I want some for tomorrow. J'en veux pour demain. Yes. J'en veux pour demain. Now, if you want to say, I want five, meaning five of them, or I want a lot, meaning a lot of it, you keep this little en before the verb. So try, I have three tickets, but I want five. J'ai trois billets, mais j'en veux cinq. Exactly. J'ai trois billets, mais j'en veux cinq. And I want a dozen, meaning a dozen of them. A dozen is une douzaine. J'en veux une douzaine. J'en veux une douzaine. Good. A little is un peu. So what about, I have a little, but I want a lot. J'en ai un peu, mais j'en veux beaucoup. Good. J'en ai un peu, mais j'en veux beaucoup. One or two more. For there remains, or there is left, you use il reste from rester, which you know is to stay. Enough is assez. So, there is a little of it left, but it's not enough. Il en reste un peu, mais ce n'est pas assez. Il en reste un peu, mais ce n'est pas assez, yes. And there is an enormous amount left? For there is an enormous amount left, the French actually say there remains enormously. Il en reste énormément. Good. Il en reste énormément. What about he has too much of it? Il en a trop. Yes, il en a trop. And you have enough? Vous en avez assez. And of course, just as in English, this is the phrase you use to say that you have had enough, that you're really fed up. J'en ai vraiment assez. So, with some feeling, how would you say, I have too much work, I have too many problems, I am really fed up. J'ai trop de travail, j'ai trop de problèmes, j'en ai vraiment assez. That's it. J'ai trop de travail, j'ai trop de problèmes, j'en ai vraiment assez. Now, let me introduce you to a really useful friend. La plupart de, meaning most of. So, if time is le temps, most of the time would be... La plupart du temps. La plupart du temps. So, most of the time, she works from Thursdays to Saturdays. La plupart du temps, elle travaille du jeudi au samedi. Good. La plupart du temps, elle travaille du jeudi au samedi. A case is un cas. So, what about in most cases? Dans la plupart des cas. Yes. Dans la plupart des cas. So, if consultation and specialist are direct transfers, what is, in most cases, I recommend a consultation with a specialist? Dans la plupart des cas, je recommande une consultation avec un spécialiste. Bien. Dans la plupart des cas, je recommande une consultation avec un spécialiste. Now try. Most people have decided to leave. As the number of people here is vague, you use la plupart des gens with Jean spelt G-E-N-S. So, most people have decided to leave. La plupart des gens ont décidé de partir. That's it. La plupart des gens 
ont décidé de partir. And we must spend la plupart de notre temps on useful everyday phrases. So let's move on and discover a few more. We'll talk about number. There are three words for number in French. Un nombre, N-O-M-B-R-E, is a number you arrive at through counting. So, for instance, how would you say she has checked the results and the final number is below the average? Final is a straight transfer, so bit by bit, she has checked the results. Elle a vérifié les résultats. Yes, elle a vérifié les résultats. And the final number is below the average. Et le nombre final est en dessous de la moyenne. Bien, elle a vérifié les résultats et le nombre final est en dessous de la moyenne. If the number is a distinguishing one in a series, you use le numéro, N-U-M-E-A-Q-T-R-O, as in my telephone number, mon numéro de téléphone. How would you say then, for the delivery of your order, I must check the number of your house in your address? A delivery is une livraison. And an address is une adresse. So, for the delivery of your order, I must check the number of your house in your address. Pour la livraison de votre commande, je dois vérifier le numéro de votre maison dans votre adresse. Pour la livraison de votre commande, je dois vérifier le numéro de votre maison dans votre adresse. That's right. A mobile phone is un portable. Masculine because it's short for un téléphone portable, which you can porter or carry with you. How would you say, you have my mobile number, haven't you? You need to say the number of my mobile. Vous avez le numéro de mon portable, n'est-ce pas? Good. Vous avez le numéro de mon portable, n'est-ce pas? A bank account is un compte bancaire, C-O-M-P-T-E, and bancaire, B-A-N-C-A-I-R-E. So try, I always forget the number of my bank account. J'oublie toujours le numéro de mon compte bancaire. Quite, j'oublie toujours le numéro de mon compte bancaire. A number as a numeral or a digit is un chiffre, C-H-I-F-F-R-E, from the same root as the English cipher. Now try, there are ten digits in the identification number. Il y a dix chiffres dans le numéro d'identification. Exactement. Il y a dix chiffres dans le numéro d'identification. OK, let's move on to specific numbers. 100 is 100. So, 100 euros is... 100 euros. Yes, 100 euros. And similarly, 1000 is 1000. M-I-L-L-E. Just think of the millennium to remember it. So, 1000 pounds would be... Mille livres. Good. Mille livres. About a hundred, a hundred or so, is une centaine. So try. We've sent a questionnaire and we have received hundreds of answers. To send is envoyer. The English word questionnaire comes from the French, le questionnaire. To receive is recevoir, which drives into reçu, R-E-C-C-D-L-U. And an answer is une réponse. Now, to say we have received hundreds of answers, you have to say we have received some hundreds of answers. So, let's try. We have sent a questionnaire and we have received hundreds of answers.
Nous avons envoyé un questionnaire et nous avons reçu des centaines de réponses. Great! Nous avons envoyé un questionnaire et nous avons reçu des centaines de réponses. About a thousand is un millier. M-I-L-L-I-E-R. So, we have received thousands of answers. Some thousands of answers. Nous avons reçu des milliers de réponses. Very good. Nous avons reçu des milliers de réponses. So try now. The renovation will cost several thousand euros. Renovation is a straight transfer. To cost is coûter, C-O-U circumflex T-E-R, another case of the disappearing S, and remember to hook the future ending onto the to form. Several is plusieurs. So, the renovation will cost several thousand euros. La rénovation coûtera plusieurs milliers d'euros. Bien. La rénovation coûtera plusieurs milliers d'euros. A million is un million, or un million de, if it's followed by another noun. So a million pounds would be... Un million de livres. Yes, un million de livres. And a thousand million in British English, which is a billion in American English, is un milliard. Spelled M-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Now, to pay is payer, and system is a straight transformation. So let's try, the government has paid billions of euros for this system. Again, in French, you'd say some billions of euros. So, the government has paid billions of euros for this system. Le gouvernement a payé des milliards d'euros pour ce système. Voilà. Le gouvernement a payé des milliards d'euros pour ce système. Now guess, what do you think a millionaire is in French? Yes, un millionaire or une millionaire. So a billionaire would be... Un milliardaire, une milliardaire. That's right, un or une milliardaire. There was once a film called How to Marry a Millionaire, but perhaps with inflation it should now be called Comment épouser un milliardaire. How do you say I must? The basic form you already know from the Michel Thomas courses. Je dois in the short box and in the plural, nous devons, vous devez and ils doivent. So, I must phone my mother tonight would be je dois téléphoner à ma mère ce soir. Oui, je dois téléphoner à ma mère ce soir. Now, there is another way of expressing obligation, and it's very frequently used in French. This is the phrase il faut, I-L-F-A-U-T, for which the two form is falloir, F-A-L-L-O-I-R. Il faut really equates to it is necessary to, and it's followed by the to form of the verb. So let's try... It's necessary to phone my mother. Il faut téléphoner à ma mère. Good. Il faut téléphoner à ma mère. Of course, this doesn't make it clear who is to do the phoning. For this, you use il faut que. It is necessary that. And just as in English, this construction goes into the subjunctive, as Michel Thomas taught us. In careful English, you would say, it is necessary that he phone my mother, not phones my mother. Michel Thomas taught us how to form the subjunctive in French, and I advise you to go back to his advanced French course now if you're uncertain about how to do this. Now, 
when to use the subjunctive. Your best rule of thumb is to remember that the subjunctive is needed when there is some doubt or emotion. In the sentence, it is necessary that he phone my mother, we don't know that he will phone my mother. There is some doubt. So let's try it using il faut que. It is necessary that he phone my mother. Il faut qu'il téléphone à ma mère. Good. Il faut qu'il téléphone à ma mère. With ER verbs, in the short box, the subjunctive is the same as the present tense. Now let's have some more examples of when to use the subjunctive. If I say, je cherche un hôtel qui est près de la gare, I'm looking for a hotel and I know that there's one near the station. And that's the one I'm looking for. If I say, je cherche un hôtel qui soit près de la gare, using the subjunctive of être, I'm looking for a hotel and I don't know whether or not it's close to the station. So, if the subjunctive of he is, is il soit, try, it is necessary that he agree. Il faut qu'il soit d'accord. Bien, il faut qu'il soit d'accord. Now, what about it is necessary that we be warned about the storm? To warn is avertir, like finir, and it's followed by the little helper, de. The we are form of the subjunctive of être is que nous soyons. So, it's necessary that we be warned about the storm? Il faut que nous soyons avertis de la tempête. Parfait. Il faut que nous soyons avertis de la tempête. Now, do you remember Michel Thomas's really useful tip about finding the subjunctive of regular verbs in the long box? For this, you use the wing form of the verb. So, it's necessary that we should shut the door is... Il faut que nous fermions la porte. Good. Il faut que nous fermions la porte. And it is necessary that we open the window. A window is une fenêtre. F-E-N-E circumflex T-R-E. Il faut que nous ouvrions la fenêtre. That's it. Il faut que nous ouvrions la fenêtre. So using il faut, how would you say, as it's cold, it's necessary that you close the window? Comme il fait froid, il faut que vous fermiez la fenêtre. Super. Comme il fait froid, il faut que vous fermiez la fenêtre. Fermier, based on the wing part of the verb. Now, if as is comme and dangerous is a straight transformation, how about as the road is dangerous, it is necessary that you leave early. Comme la route est dangereuse, il faut que vous partiez tôt. Good. Comme la route est dangereuse, il faut que vous partiez tôt. Now, what if you were to say this to a friend? Remember that in the present subjunctive, you always sound the consonant of the stem. Il faut que je parte, que j'attende, que je finisse, and so on. So, speaking to a friend, as the road is dangerous, it's necessary that you leave early. Comme la route est dangereuse, il faut que tu partes tôt. Good. Comme la route est dangereuse, il faut que tu partes tôt. Now, I learn is j'apprends. So, it is necessary that I learn would be... Il faut que j'apprenne. Of course. Il faut que j'apprenne. So, bearing in mind that more is plus de, and the word is le mot, try, it is necessary that I learn more French words.
Il faut que j'apprenne plus de mots français. Oui, il faut que j'apprenne plus de mots français. For a line in the past, it was necessary to, you use il fallait, F-A-L-L-A-I-T. So try, it was necessary to revise the program. Il fallait réviser le programme. Good. Il fallait réviser le programme. If you want to use a dot in the past for this, then you use il a fallu, F-A-L-L-U. So, it has been necessary to give the answer immediately. Il a fallu donner la réponse immédiatement. Very good. Il a fallu donner la réponse immédiatement. If you want to talk about what should be done, then you go into the woods with il faudrait, F-A-U-D-R-A-I-T. So, if an effort is a straightforward transfer in the masculine, what about it should be necessary to make an effort? Il faudrait faire un effort. Good. Il faudrait faire un effort. And I know that you're progressing very well because you're putting in the right kind of effort. A little earlier, we looked at how useful that little word en is. Let's look at its friend i, spelt with a y. Its first meaning is to replace details of a place introduced by a. Je vais à Paris. I'm going to Paris. Drop à Paris and replace it by i. And then we have j'y vais. I'm going there. I'm going to Paris. So, let's try. We intend to go to the festival and we will be there next week. To intend to is to have the intention to. We will be is nous serons. And next week is la semaine prochaine. So, let's try. We intend to go to the festival and we will be there next week. Nous avons l'intention d'aller au festival et nous y serons la semaine prochaine. Nous avons l'intention d'aller au festival et nous y serons la semaine prochaine. Good. What about he had decided to go to the reception but he arrived there too early? You can do this by yourself. He had decided to go to the reception. Il avait décidé d'aller à la réception. Il avait décidé d'aller à la réception, but he arrived there too early. Mais il y est arrivé trop tôt. Mais il y est arrivé trop tôt. Magnifique. So, all in one sentence now. He had decided to go to the reception, but he arrived there too early. Il avait décidé d'aller à la réception, mais il y est arrivé trop tôt. Très bien. Il avait décidé d'aller à la réception, mais il y est arrivé trop tôt. Notice how this applies to most structures involving a. To think about something is penser à quelque chose. So how would you say, you must think about it? Be careful, i will go before penser. So, you must think about it. Vous devez y penser. Nice. Vous devez y penser. Vous devez y penser. And using il faut, it is necessary that I think about it? Il faut que j'y pense. Good. Il faut que j'y pense. And to a friend, it is necessary that you should attend the meeting. You absolutely must attend it. 
Il faut que tu assistes à la réunion. Tu dois absolument y assister. Well done. Il faut que tu assistes à la réunion. Tu dois absolument y assister. This little i is used in many ways, but one very common one is in the phrase j'y arrive, which means I'm managing it. So, to encourage a friend, how would you say you're going to manage it? Tu vas y arriver. Good. Tu vas y arriver. Y comprendre is to get it. Je n'y comprends rien is I do not get it at all. So try something really ambitious and go for I don't get it at all, but I'm sure I'm going to get there. Je n'y comprends rien, mais je suis sûr que je vais y arriver. Félicitations. Je n'y comprends rien, mais je suis sûr que je vais y arriver. Et avec vous, il n'y a pas de problème. Vous y arrivez très bien. The two most basic verbs in French are être and avoir, to be and to have. Like all very common words, they have many meanings and are used in many phrases. For instance, as Michel Thomas taught you, to be hungry in French is to have hunger. Hunger is faim, F-A-I-M, close to the English word famine. If to miss is manquer and breakfast is petit déjeuner, masculine, how would you say, I'm always hungry at 10 o'clock if I miss my breakfast? J'ai toujours faim à 10 heures si je manque mon petit déjeuner. Good. J'ai toujours faim à 10 heures si je manque mon petit déjeuner. And for I am very hungry, you would say, j'ai très faim. To be thirsty is to have thirst, which is avoir soif, S-O-I-F. So what about, he is very thirsty because he has forgotten his bottle of mineral water. Il a très soif. Parce qu'il a oublié sa bouteille d'eau minérale. C'est ça. Il a très soif parce qu'il a oublié sa bouteille d'eau minérale. In the same way, to be afraid is to have fear, which is peur, P-E-U-R. So try, we are very afraid because we do not know the conclusions of the investigation. No is followed by a noun, so you will use connaître. And conclusion and investigation are straight transfers. So, breaking it down, we are very afraid. Nous avons très peur. Yes, nous avons très peur because we don't know the conclusions of the investigation. Parce que nous ne connaissons pas les conclusions de l'investigation. Parce que nous ne connaissons pas les conclusions de l'investigation. Yes. So bring it all together now. We are very afraid because we don't know the conclusions of the investigation. Nous avons très peur parce que nous ne connaissons pas les conclusions de l'investigation. Exactement. Nous avons très peur parce que nous ne connaissons pas les conclusions de l'investigation. To be afraid of something is avoir peur de quelque chose. So have a go at, I am afraid of the problems associated with the expansion of the department. To associate with is associer à, and er verbs, as you know, dive into e, e acute. So, 
I am afraid of the problems associated with the expansion of the department. J'ai peur des problèmes associés à l'expansion du département. Right. J'ai peur des problèmes associés à l'expansion du département. And associé will be spelled A-S-S-O-C-I-E acute S because it must be agreeable with the plural problème. Now, if you say I am afraid that, j'ai peur que, you're adding an emotion to what you're saying and so you need to follow it with the subjunctive. So, I'm afraid she may be late would be J'ai peur qu'elle soit en retard. Good. J'ai peur qu'elle soit en retard. A contract is un contrat without the second C in English. So what about he is a little afraid that we may refuse the contract? Il a un peu peur que nous refusions le contrat. Excellent. Il a un peu peur que nous refusions le contrat. Refusion derived from the wing tense. To be sleepy is to have sleep. And sleep as a noun is le sommeil. S-O-M-M-E-I-L. So try, she was sleepy during the conference and she had difficulty concentrating. Let's break it down a bit. You need a line in the past for these verbs. So, she was sleepy during the conference. Elle avait sommeil pendant la conférence. Yes, elle avait sommeil pendant la conférence. To have difficulty doing is avoir du mal à faire. And for concentrating, you will say to concentrate, for which the French is se concentrer. So, and she had difficulty concentrating. Et elle avait du mal à se concentrer. Good. Et elle avait du mal à se concentrer. And the whole sentence now? She was sleepy during the conference and she had difficulty concentrating. Elle avait sommeil pendant la conférence et elle avait du mal à se concentrer. Excellent. Elle avait sommeil pendant la conférence et elle avait du mal à se concentrer. But looking at a specific difficult thing that was a dot in the past, how would you say, I had difficulty printing the documents for the conference? You'll say, I have had difficulty. And Michel Thomas taught you that the diving part of avoir is eu, eu, just as for savoir, it is su, su, for pouvoir, pu, pu, for devoir, du, du circumflex, and for voir, vu, vu. To print is imprimer, I-M-P-R-I-M-E-R. So let's try. I have had difficulty printing the documents for the conference. J'ai eu du mal à imprimer les documents pour la conférence. That's it. J'ai eu du mal à imprimer les documents pour la conférence. To be right is to have reason. Avoir raison. R-A-I-S-O-N. So how would you say, he has refused to sign the contract and I must say that he is absolutely right. Bit by bit. To refuse and to sign are straight transfers into ER verbs. So, he has refused to sign the contract. 
Il a refusé de signer le contrat. Il a refusé de signer le contrat, yes. And I must say that he is absolutely right. Et je dois dire qu'il a absolument raison. Good. Et je dois dire qu'il a absolument raison. And the whole sentence now? He has refused to sign the contract, and I must say that he is absolutely right. Il a refusé de signer le contrat, et je dois dire qu'il a absolument raison. Bien, il a refusé de signer le contrat, et je dois dire qu'il a absolument raison. To be right to do is avoir raison de faire. So, he has been absolutely right to refuse to sign the contract. Il a eu absolument raison de refuser de signer le contrat. Exactement. Il a eu absolument raison de refuser de signer le contrat. To be wrong is avoir tort. T-O-R-T. So how about you are wrong to accept the conditions mentioned in the report? Vous avez tort d'accepter les conditions mentionnées dans le rapport. That's it. Vous avez tort d'accepter les conditions mentionnées dans le rapport. To be lucky, courageous or patient in French, can be to have luck, courage or patience. And as these are uncountable nouns, you use du or de la. You say avoir de la chance, avoir du courage or avoir de la patience. So using il faut, what about... I must say that it is necessary to be patient to work with him. Je dois dire qu'il faut avoir de la patience pour travailler avec lui. Voilà, je dois dire qu'il faut avoir de la patience pour travailler avec lui. Good. And finally, a couple more really useful everyday phrases. To say there's nothing you can do, you say there is nothing to do. Since nothing is rien, which needs its companion ne, there is nothing to do would be... Il n'y a rien à faire. Yes, il n'y a rien à faire. And if this was an ongoing problem in the past? Il n'y avait rien à faire. Good, il n'y avait rien à faire. Now, to fancy something is... Avoir envie de quelque chose. So why don't you have a go at I fancy a glass of mineral water with a drop of lemon. A drop is une goutte, G-O-U-T-T-E, and lemon is citron, as in citrus. So I fancy a glass of mineral water with a drop of lemon. J'ai envie d'un verre d'eau minérale avec une goutte de citron. Bien sûr, of course. J'ai envie d'un verre d'eau minérale avec une goutte de citron. Now, how about, I fancy spending a week in the Alps. Spending will be to spend, for which you will use passer, as this is spending time. And the Alps are les Alpes, spelt with an E in French, A-L-P-E-S. J'ai envie de passer une semaine dans les Alpes. Good. J'ai envie de passer une semaine dans les Alpes. But if you say, j'ai envie que, 
you're talking about an emotion, so you need the subjunctive. So let's try, I fancy us spending, which is I fancy that we should spend, a month in Saint-Tropez. J'ai envie que nous passions un mois à Saint-Tropez. Super J'ai envie que nous passions un mois à Saint-Tropez. And, personally, I hope that vous avez envie que nous passions a bit more time on such phrases. OK, let's now have a quick look at être. To say it is the 5th of January today, you say we are the 5th of January today. Five is cinq. So let's try it. It is the 5th of January today. Nous sommes le 5 janvier aujourd'hui. Good. Nous sommes le 5 janvier aujourd'hui. Well done. You remembered that for days of the month, you use the plain form of the number, except for first. So, the 1st of January would be... Le 1er janvier. Bonne année. Happy New Year. Yes, le 1er janvier. There's a really useful phrase with our friend en. En être à meaning to have got as far as. So what about, I'm in the middle of reading a wonderful book and I have got to page 500. For in the middle of, in the process of, use être en train de, plus the to form of the verb. So bit by bit. I'm in the middle of reading a wonderful book. Je suis en train de lire un livre merveilleux. Je suis en train de lire un livre merveilleux, yes. And I have got to page 500. Page is a straight transfer into a feminine noun, la page. For 500, you add the French for five before the word for a hundred. So, and I've got to page 500. Et j'en suis à la page 500. Bien. Et j'en suis à la page 500. Bring it all together now. I'm in the middle of reading a wonderful book and I've got to page 500. Je suis en train de lire un livre merveilleux et j'en suis à la page 500. Je suis en train de lire un livre merveilleux et j'en suis à la page 500. Good. Suppose you're estimating the cost of a holiday break. You could say, I am already up to 500 pounds for a weekend. Try it. J'en suis déjà à 500 livres pour un week-end. Très bien. J'en suis déjà à 500 livres pour un week-end. And if you were inquiring how a friend is doing or progressing, what would you say for how far have you got? You'll need to say where of it have you got to? Où en es-tu? Well done. Où en es-tu? We saw that en has a little companion, i. To say you are there, you've got it, you use vous y êtes. This can also be used to say you've got it, you've understood. So how would you say to a friend, you haven't got it? Tu n'y es pas. Nice. Tu n'y es pas. Not at all is pas du tout. So what about saying more formally, you haven't got it at all? Vous n'y êtes pas du tout. 
Oui, vous n'y êtes pas du tout. Mais vous, vous y êtes absolument. Let's look a little more at ways of saying not in French. It's normally in two bits, and the first is ne, any. As Michel Thomas indicated, ne is the signal that you're going to use a negative. The most frequent second part is pas, and the ne and the pas go on each side of the verb. So if a concert is un concert, what about he does not want to go to the concert with us? Il ne veut pas aller au concert avec nous. Good. Il ne veut pas aller au concert avec nous. Very often, in spoken French, the il and the ne are pronounced really close together. Il ne, which means you can barely hear the ne. Il ne veut pas aller au concert avec nous. Now try. He doesn't want to go there with us. Il ne veut pas y aller avec nous. Yes. Il ne veut pas y aller avec nous. There goes just before the to go. And they follow il ne veut pas. So, il ne veut pas y aller avec nous. Now try, I want to eat some chocolate. Chocolate is masculine, chocolat. So, I want to eat some chocolate. Je veux manger du chocolat. Je veux manger du chocolat, yes. And I want to eat some of it. Je veux en manger. Quite, je veux en manger. But what about, I don't want to eat a lot of chocolate. Je ne veux pas manger beaucoup de chocolat. That's it. Je ne veux pas manger beaucoup de chocolat. Now try, I don't want to eat any. Pas means both not and not any. So you don't need to say any. But you still need to replace beaucoup de chocolat with the little word en, which is going to go before manger. So, I don't want to eat any of it. Je ne veux pas en manger. Good. Je ne veux pas en manger. And if all you want to say is, I don't want any, then en will stay closest to the verb with ne and pas on either side of it. So, I don't want any. Je n'en veux pas. Très bien, je n'en veux pas. Okay, how would you say, there is some chocolate left, but there isn't a lot of it. For there is some left, use il en reste, which literally means there remains some. So, there is some chocolate left, but there isn't a lot of it. Il reste du chocolat, mais il n'en reste pas beaucoup. Good. Il reste du chocolat, mais il n'en reste pas beaucoup. Now let's check the word order a bit further. What about, there is some coffee? For some, you will use de, le, which contracts to du. So, there is some coffee. Il y a du café. Il y a du café. Now, since en stays closest to the verb, try there isn't any. Il n'y en a pas. That's right, il n'y en a pas. Now, you can really make this work for you by replacing pas with a variety of other words. As Michel Thomas taught you, pas is only used to say not and all other negatives replace it. For instance, when plus is used with ne, it means no more or no longer and you don't sound the S at the end. I don't want any more, je n'en veux plus. But when plus means more, you sound the S clearly at the end. I want much more of it, j'en veux beaucoup plus. 
So let's start with she doesn't want to read the newspaper. The newspaper is Le Journal. Elle ne veut pas lire le journal. Elle ne veut pas lire le journal. Yes. And she doesn't want to read the newspaper anymore. Elle ne veut plus lire le journal. Elle ne veut plus lire le journal. Good. And I don't read the newspapers. I don't have the time any longer. The plural of journal is going to be journaux. So, I don't read the newspapers. I don't have the time any longer. Je ne lis pas les journaux. Je n'ai plus le temps. Very good. Je ne lis pas les journaux. Je n'ai plus le temps. Now let's have a go at when she was young, she read a lot of literature, but now she doesn't read a lot of classical books anymore. Read will be a line in the past. Let's break it down a bit. When she was young, she read a lot of literature. Quand elle était jeune, elle lisait beaucoup de littérature. Yes, quand elle était jeune, elle lisait beaucoup de littérature. But now she does not read a lot of classical books any longer. Replace pas with plus and make sure it follows the verb. Mais maintenant, elle ne lit plus beaucoup de livres classiques. Excellent. Mais maintenant, elle ne lit plus beaucoup de livres classiques. And all in one sentence now? When she was young, she read a lot of literature. But now she doesn't read a lot of classical books anymore. Quand elle était jeune... Elle lisait beaucoup de littérature, mais maintenant, elle ne lit plus beaucoup de livres classiques. Quand elle était jeune, elle lisait beaucoup de littérature, mais maintenant, elle ne lit plus beaucoup de livres classiques. Super What would she reads many of them be Elle en lit beaucoup. Yes, elle en lit beaucoup. And she does not read many of them Elle n'en lit pas beaucoup. Elle n'en lit pas beaucoup, yes. And she does not read many of them any longer? Elle n'en lit plus beaucoup. Elle n'en lit plus beaucoup. Exactement. An author is an auteur. So what about she does not read the classical authors anymore? Elle ne lit plus les auteurs classiques. Good. Elle ne lit plus les auteurs classiques. And she doesn't read them anymore? Elle ne les lit plus. Bien, elle ne les lit plus. To say nothing, you use rien. So, she said nothing would be... Elle n'a rien dit. Elle n'a rien dit. And she said nothing to me? Me or m apostrophe will be closest to the verb. Elle ne m'a rien dit. Good. Elle ne m'a rien dit. What about she said nothing about it to me? For about it, of it, you will use en. And this time, en will stay closest to the verb. So, she said nothing about it to me. Elle ne m'en a rien dit. Exactement. Elle ne m'en a rien dit. To talk about a possibility in French, you can use il est question de followed by the to form of the verb. How would you say, for instance, there is talk of developing our market in France? Il est question de développer 
notre marché en France. Yes, il est question de développer notre marché en France. And it's out of the question, which in French would be, there is no question of it. Il n'en est pas question. Il n'en est pas question. That's it. Pas de means no, not any or none of. And you can use rien de in the same way. So try, she said nothing interesting to me. Elle ne m'a rien dit d'intéressant. That's it. Elle ne m'a rien dit d'intéressant. Good. Now, we saw that to understand something is comprendre quelque chose. But it can also be used with a to mean understand of or about. For instance, est-ce que tu as compris quelque chose à ce film? So what about, I did not understand anything of that film. Je n'ai rien compris à ce film. Yes, je n'ai rien compris à ce film. And she does not understand anything of my explanations? Elle ne comprend rien à mes explications. Good. Elle ne comprend rien à mes explications. And if you don't want to repeat à mes explications, what would I don't understand any of it be? Je n'y comprends rien. Of course, je n'y comprends rien. A very useful little everyday phrase. Never is jamais. J-A-M-A-I-S. If you really want to emphasize that you would never do something, you say, jamais de la vie, never in my life. So how would you say, unfortunately, I never go to the cinema because I never have the time? Malheureusement, je ne vais jamais au cinéma parce que je n'ai jamais le temps. Yes, malheureusement, je ne vais jamais au cinéma parce que je n'ai jamais le temps. To meet is rencontrer. And nobody is personne, as in a person. So, I didn't meet anyone. Je n'ai rencontré personne. Good. Je n'ai rencontré personne. And I didn't meet anyone there. Je n'y ai rencontré personne. Yes, je n'y ai rencontré personne. What about nobody came? When you change the word order to start with personne, you still need that little ne, so nobody came. Personne n'est venu. Bien, personne n'est venu. By the way, although the noun la personne is feminine, personne in the negative isn't, so you don't need to be agreeable. Right, let's try something really ambitious. How would you say... I don't know anyone who can find the solution to this problem. If you say that you don't know anyone, you're casting doubt or uncertainty, so you need to follow this with a subjunctive. Pouvoir is one of the exceptions to the normal forms of the subjunctive and is puisse, P-U-I-S-S-E. So, I don't know anyone who can find the solution to this problem. Je ne connais personne qui puisse trouver la solution à ce problème. Very good. Je ne connais personne qui puisse trouver la solution à ce problème. Another very common phrase which is used all the time in answers is I don't know either, neither am I, and so on. And the French for this is moi non plus. For instance, il ne va pas au concert ce soir, 
Moi non plus. He's not going to the concert this evening. Neither am I. So, if cold is froid, try saying to a friend, I don't like the cold, and neither do you. Je n'aime pas le froid, et toi non plus. Yes, je n'aime pas le froid, et toi non plus. What about, we didn't accept the president's conditions, and neither did they? For they, you'll use the strong form, e-u-x. So, we did not accept the president's conditions, and neither did they. N'avons pas accepté les conditions du président, et eux non plus. Very good. Nous n'avons pas accepté les conditions du président, et eux non plus. To say neither nor, you use ni, spelled ni, twice. So what about neither my sister nor my brother phoned me for my birthday? A birthday is the anniversary of a birth, un anniversaire. So, neither my sister nor my brother, ni ma sœur, ni mon frère, ni ma sœur, ni mon frère, yes, phoned me for my birthday. Remember, you still need to use ne. Nous m'ont téléphoné pour mon anniversaire. Good. Ne m'ont téléphoné pour mon anniversaire. And all in one sentence now? Neither my sister nor my brother phoned me for my birthday. Ni ma sœur ni mon frère ne m'ont téléphoné pour mon anniversaire. That's it. Ni ma sœur ni mon frère ne m'ont téléphoné pour mon anniversaire. Now try. We don't want to modify either the conditions or the dates. Nous ne voulons modifier ni les conditions ni les dates. Bien, nous ne voulons modifier ni les conditions ni les dates. But if you're not talking in the negative, then instead of ni, you use soit, S-O-I-T, meaning be it, as in the subjunctive of the verb être. So try, we can modify either the conditions or the dates. Nous pouvons modifier soit les conditions, soit les dates. Great. Nous pouvons modifier soit les conditions, soit les dates. Now try, there are two possibilities. Either she buys a house or she shares our flat. A flat is un appartement and to share is partager. So, there are two possibilities. Either she buys a house or she shares our flat. Il y a deux possibilités. Soit elle achète une maison, soit elle partage notre appartement. Of course. Il y a deux possibilités. Soit elle achète une maison, soit elle partage notre appartement. To restrict what you're saying, you can use a very nice little variation on the negative, which is ne and que. This combination, ne que, usually means only, as in Je n'écoute que de la musique classique. I only listen to classical music. Ne will be in its usual place, and que just before what you want to restrict. So using ça for this, try, this takes only five minutes. Ça ne prend que cinq minutes. Yes, ça ne prend que cinq minutes. And now, I'm going to make only a few superficial transformations. Je ne vais faire que quelques transformations superficielles. That's it. Je ne vais faire que 
quelques transformations superficielles. And to crown it all, why don't you try? Before, I spoke only English, but now that I speak French, I want only one thing, to learn more languages. Okay, we'll break it down. Before, I spoke only English. Avant, je ne parlais qu'anglais. Yes, avant, je ne parlais qu'anglais. But now that I speak French... Mais maintenant que je parle français... Mais maintenant que je parle français... Yes, I want only one thing. Use ne que again. So, I want only one thing. Je ne veux qu'une chose. Good. Je ne veux qu'une chose. A language is une langue. L-A-N-G-U-E. So, to learn more languages. Apprendre plus de langues. Apprendre plus de langues. Yes. So, all in one sentence now. Before, I spoke only English. But now that I speak French, I want only one thing. To learn more languages. Avant, je ne parlais qu'anglais. Mais maintenant que je parle français, je ne veux qu'une chose. Apprendre plus de langues. Yes. Avant, je ne parlais qu'anglais. Mais maintenant que je parle français, je ne veux qu'une chose. Apprendre plus de langues. And you can certainly apprendre plus de langues with the Michel Thomas method. We've come across a small number of words which are not very nice friends because they look similar in both languages but don't really mean the same thing. Another type of awkward customer is the kind of adjective which changes its meaning depending on whether it's placed before or after the noun. For example, take ancien, A-N-C-I-E-N, as in ancient. Une table ancienne is an antique table, but une ancienne table is a former table which you now use for something else. So let's try... I've managed to find an antique desk, which goes very well with the chair. To manage to do is réussir à faire. A desk is un bureau, the same as the word for an office. For which, you will use qui, because it's the subject. To go well with is aller bien avec. So, I've managed to find an antique desk, which goes very well with the chair. J'ai réussi à trouver un bureau ancien qui va très bien avec la chaise. Good. J'ai réussi à trouver un bureau ancien qui va très bien avec la chaise. But what about my former colleague is now a consultant and works in Paris. Consultant is a straight transfer. Mon ancien collègue est maintenant consultant et travaille à Paris. That's it. Mon ancien collègue est maintenant consultant et travaille à Paris. You'd better get this right, since it might not be a good idea to describe your colleague as ancient. In the same way, you need to be a bit careful with the French for certain, which is certain. If you want to say that someone has a certain charm, you will say un certain charme, but a definite charm is un charme certain. So, what about his decision has had a certain impact on the development of the department? Impact is the same in French and is masculine, and development is an easy transformation. So, his decision has had a certain impact on the development of the department. 
Sa décision a eu un certain impact sur le développement du département. Good. Sa décision a eu un certain impact sur le développement du département. But try now. This information is going to have a definite impact on my decision. Information is an easy transformation. So, this information is going to have a definite impact on my decision. Cette information va avoir un impact certain sur ma décision. Bien, cette information va avoir un impact certain sur ma décision. To say expensive, you use share. C-H-E-R. When people complain about the high cost of living, they complain about la vie chère. So, this restaurant is very expensive would be... Ce restaurant est très cher. Yes, ce restaurant est très cher. But if you put cher before a noun, it means dear in the affectionate sense. So, if you're addressing a meeting, you might start with my dear colleagues, which would be... Mes chers collègues. Mes chers collègues, yes. The word for clean is propre, P-R-O-P-R-E. So how would you say this is a very clean office? C'est un bureau très propre. Yes, c'est un bureau très propre. But if you move propre before the noun, then it means own or personal, as in my own car, ma propre voiture. So... He welcomed the representatives in his own office. To welcome is accueillir. So let's try it. He welcomed the representatives in his own office. Il a accueilli les représentants dans son propre bureau. Good. Il a accueilli les représentants dans son propre bureau. And finally, to say the means, you use les moyens, M-O-Y-E-N-S. Not to be confused with la moyenne, which is the average. So, what about she succeeded by her own means? Elle a réussi par ses propres moyens. Bien sûr, elle a réussi par ses propres moyens. And once again, félicitations, because you are now well on the way to expressing yourself par vos propres moyens. Learning a language is always une aventure, but you're now more than ready to set off on your own. You have all the tools you need. With these handy new tools and everyday expressions, plus others you'll learn on your own, your ever-expanding French vocabulaire will make your own aventure very rewarding indeed. And as Michel Thomas advised, please take whatever opportunities you can to read a French magazine or newspaper, to watch a French television programme and to make French-speaking friends. French speakers will respect you for studying their language, will be happy to practice with you and may even invite you to visit them. Thanks for having worked so hard and good luck. Merci d'avoir si bien travaillé et bonne chance.